Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The St. Louis region is in the middle of a serious nursing shortage. Experts say area hospitals' nursing vacancy rate stands as high as 20 percent, and that's led to some serious problems for both nursing staffs and patients. Here to discuss this issue and some actions being taken to try to fix it um, is Gabrielle Barr. She's a staff nurse in the emergency department at Barnes Jewish Hospital. So, Gabrielle, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're also joined today by Natalie Murphy. She's the Interim Associate Dean for Academic Programs, an Associate Teaching Professor, and Coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Nursing. That is quite a title. So, Natalie, (laughs) welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes, it is. (laughs) Now, Gabrielle, we mentioned a stat earlier, that 20% vacancy rate for local nursing positions. I'm wondering, for working nurses who are out there trying to do your job, how does that end up affecting you? Uh, It leads to long, stressful days. Um, Before, like this last fall, we were definitely struggling. Um, Your patient load gets higher. uh, And in the ER, we have like high acuity of patients. And sorry, what's acuity? So acuity is how sick a patient is. So the higher the acuity, the sicker you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or we say higher, yeah, higher acuity, sick you are. Um, But yeah, so you have higher acuity patients, you have... When you're short-staffed, you have more patients. Um, so it leads to long days. Sometimes you can't get to everything you need to get to and frustrates patients, um, leads to delayed care. Um, so it's definitely like a huge problem. Do you ever feel um, talking to local nurses or in your own department that there's sometimes pressure, can't even take a sick day because these staffs are stretched so, so thin? Uh, yeah, sometimes there's a, a little guilt in um, calling in sick because, you know, uh, it might not be a good day it, because we have one less nurse. That means um, another nurse might have to take on six patients instead of four patients, mm. and that that's a lot. So uh, definitely some guilt in there when you do that. Now, Natalie, you've described this regional nursing shortage as a kind of vicious cycle at this point. What do you mean by that? It is. And can I clarify the statistic a little bit? That would be great. So there is about a 20% shortage, but it's 10% in our area hospitals, and then about 9.5% in our area clinics and outpatient provider locations. So it's not all the hospital. Um, Why is it a vicious cycle? We have been for years in a very significant nursing shortage. That is getting worse because, one, we have a larger population – a lot of aging baby boomers Mm -hmm. who require care. The number of healthcare positions since the year 2000 has gone up by 52%. Is that right? In the state of Missouri, and is expected to rise another 30%. Now, that's all healthcare providers, not just nurses. Um, In nursing, we have a couple of problems that play into this. We don't have enough nurse faculty. So it's hard to train new nurses when you don't have enough faculty in place, and this is a national problem. Mm -hmm. And it does affect UMSL as well as all of our local universities here in St. Louis. Um, We have less people applying to nursing school simply because at this point, especially less younger people, we have less high schoolers. It's just Mm. volume and number of new um, entering 18 and 19-year-olds coming to college. Um, Our average age of a nurse is about 50 years or older. Is that right? And so what's happening is that over the next 15 years, a huge portion of our nurse um, population will be retiring. 
And that, I mean, just hearing you say that seems vaguely terrifying. It is. I think those of us in education are, are and our, obviously our clinical partners are very concerned about this. I mean, we need to build the nursing workforce of the future. And we're going to talk in just a moment about some of the steps you're taking to try to do that. But if you're listening to our conversation, uh, maybe you're a nurse or maybe you're even a patient who's been impacted by the area's nursing shortage, we want you to give us a call. That's at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Um, and from what I understand, this isn't just a St. Louis issue, but maybe in St. Louis we have a, a few more challenges than elsewhere. Natalie, is that your sense of things? We, I mean, we do have a significant um, shortage that is higher than the national average in the St. Louis area. Um, I don't recall the exact statistics, but it's a cu- couple of percentage points. We also have a very high nurse turnover rate. So when you're working like Gabrielle is in in a situation in which it's really sick patients, Mm -hmm. too many patients, not enough nurses, nurses call out or whatever, or there just simply aren't enough for the volume of patients, they're working harder and harder. So nurses will get frustrated, and so they'll seek jobs elsewhere. And this results in nurses basically hopping from facility to facility looking for a better situation. Gabrielle, what kind of impact does that turnover have on those of you who stay behind and are still trying to provide good care? Uh, Well, at least um, at my facility, we're always trying to hire new people, always uh, have people in orientation training. Um, Sometimes there's just that disconnect between uh, when we can get people out of orientation and when people leave um, I imagine this yeah. is not a job where on day one you can just figure everything out. There must be just so many intricacies of being a nurse in a new environment, even if you've been a nurse for years. Oh, yeah. Um, and even, especially down in the ER, we have longer orientations than they have on the floor. And I've been out for several months now, and I'm still learning several new things every day. So it's definitely an environment where you, I like to tell my family that nurses need to be like that annoying little toddler where they're always asking, why am I doing this? Can you explain this to me? I want to understand. Um, so it's definitely a hard environment to learn in. Um, but um, going back to how do we, or that turnover rate, a lot of, we have a lot of traveling nurses in our ER right now, and that definitely helps pick up the slack while we train new people, get new people oriented. We're very blessed to have them, but then that's also hard because then they, they're gone after eight weeks, two months, and then, or three months, and then you have to learn new, um, new coworkers, new, new ways of how to work with people. That whole process so, starts all over yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Natalie. And and there is a significant issue between not only the vacancy rate and the turnover rate for our clinical partners. The hospitals are short-staffed as it is, and so they don't have enough nurses to train their new nurses. Mm. So when they finally got them trained and then they step to a different facility, it is really a vicious cycle. And it, it is a a key burden on our clinical providers. I want to go to the phone lines. Uh, Jennifer is calling from St. Louis. Um, Jennifer, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, So I'm a physician uh, here in St. Louis, and um, I was calling because I've been struck over the past 15 years about the change um, in uh, bedside nursing, that it used to be 
that there were nurses who'd been uh, at the bedside for 20, 30 years, and there was all kinds of experience there uh, that we don't see anymore. With all of this turnover, hmm. um, nurses are going on and uh, either seeking things like uh, nurse practitioner or um, going into administrative. I, I'm not sure entirely, but uh, there's a lot more turnover. I do think it has to do with probably pay and um, the types of things that used to come with seniority that I, I think they're not getting the, the benefits and respect that they used to hmm. um, is my suspicion. I, I don't know, but I do know that there's a, there's a lot more turnover for sure. That's interesting that you've noticed that people used to have 20 something years experience and, and that's become just not as common anymore. Oh, yeah, no. Most of the nurses at the bedside, when I look around, maybe have less than five years experience. Wow, that that seems like a pretty big change. Do you feel yeah. like that impacts the care they're giving? Absolutely. I mean, I think we still do uh, give excellent care, but there is, there's a difference between a nurse who's been at the bedside for 20 years and one who's been at the bedside for two years. Their mm-hmm. ability to pick up on subtle changes um, and uh, their comfort level with tolerating um, certain degrees of uh, instability. Um, It's all very different. Mm -hmm. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for that call. Um, Natalie, I I saw you nodding while Jennifer was talking. I totally agreed with everything she said. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think it's a host of things. Again, you have a, a population of nurses who are aging out. So you don't have as many that have simply have that much time in nursing. Um, we're not able to increase enrollments quick enough to meet these growing demands. Mm-hmm. And I think because we have been sitting in a significant vacancy um, situation for a long time that, you know, nurses are, they need to be taught resiliency. Um, that stated, you know, if you're working so hard and so short-staffed frequently, it, it does learn, it, you know, does um, lead to burnout, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think some nurses exit. We're talking to Natalie Murphy, um, who does a host of things involving the nursing department at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. And we're also talking to Gabrielle Barr, who's a staff nurse at the emergency department at Barnes-Jewish. Um, I want to go back to the phone lines here. Donna is calling from St. Louis. Um, Donna, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, how are you? I understand. I understand you have some experience with this. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what what has been your story, Donna? Um, I'm a CNA. I've also worked for Disabled Associations, Cerebral Palsy here in Atlanta, Georgia. I had to come back to take care of my mom that passed away, and so I am over fifty. And the clients seem to like me more because of my years of experience. Um, I've only been in both fields about. Um, seven years, but since the 90s, I went back to uh, administration and they laid me off and I felt like this is a, you know, needed area that's always going to have work, but it is get frustrating. I do get burned out like you guys were talking about. And um, I've been talking about my home health manager um, or to him that, um, you know, the whole system needs to be revamped somehow because everyone is getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, um, right, I'm, you know, try to hold it together and you do need your time off. And I get one day off a week because there's so many people calling out. That, that, that seems like that know, would be need, super stressful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have my mom on the side, which was extra, but it kept me going and motivated. And the mm-hmm. clients keep me motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, they need really good help. 
they'll do anything for that almost. So, so you still enjoy the work. You just find a lot of frustration with the, the frenzy of it. Oh, yeah. Well, and it comes, a lot of it comes natural to me. I know not everybody in the field or every field out there comes natural to people, so that makes it harder on some, mm-hmm. um, you know, but um, I know there's a big need, and I've always had a heart, mm-hmm. and that helps, too, you know. That heart seems so important. Well, Donna, I want to thank you for that call. And Natalie, I did want to not just talk about the problem here, as big as it is, but there's also some solutions. I know you guys at UMSL are, are taking some steps to try to address this shortage. How? So right now we are in the middle of designing a new simulation lab. Um, it's a little, approximately an $8 million project. And we have a simulation lab now, which is a great area in which we can train nurses on something that's high acuity, so a da- more dangerous situation, but happens less often, so low mm-hmm. volume. So we can make sure that when they're faced with that dangerous situation in the healthcare setting, that they'll be able to address it. So something where a less experienced nurse can kind of get that experience that it might take her 10 years to encounter a- that absolutely. situation. Absolutely. Um, and our new simulation lab will have 10 rooms. It's going to allow us to do two things that are super important. One, it's going to allow us to increase our enrollment by 20%, which is going to allow us to literally make more nurses for St. Louis. And UMSL um, graduates, for the most part, remain in St. Louis. So that's huge. When you say a 20% increase, roughly how many students are we talking? Uh, We, let's see, probably another 60 or so a year. Okay. So um, across three different programs. We admit three times a year. Um, The other thing that it will do is it will allow us to shift 33% of their clinical time out of the hospitals Mm -hmm. that are experiencing vacancy rates and shortages and may not have enough preceptors. I mean, they're doing the best they can. So that's not a negative. It's just reality. Um, And be able to do their training in the simulation lab instead. So that takes some of the pressure off hospitals um, to just not have these student nurses running around. Um, Gabrielle, is that something that that would maybe help on a busy day? Uh, So we don't actually see a lot of student nurses down in the ER. Occasionally, uh, if they're doing their psychiatric rotation, they'll come down and do a half day in our uh, psychiatric area. But um, down in the ER, we typically don't have clinical rotations. Okay. So... I can't really speak to that. <laughs> now, I understand you did do some um, training with the simulation um, when you were at UMSL. Did you find that to be pretty helpful? Oh, yeah. It's really helpful. Um, you get to see a lot of situations, like she was saying, a lot of situations you don't encounter in every day. So especially when you're doing your first um, few clinicals, there's not, especially if you're on a medical floor, um, things happen. But they don't most of the time don't happen when the clinical students are there. So they don't get to uh, see how um, to respond to these situations. So coming into a simulation where it doesn't matter what I do to this patient, like I can make mistakes, I can pause the simulation and ask questions without uh, there being a frenzy of people like just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's so helpful to be able to um, garner that experience from your professors and just be able to make mistakes without someone's life literally being at risk. That does sound like a really nice thing. I mean, I can't imagine the stress of, of being a student nurse trying to learn at the same time this is a real person. This kind of takes away some of that pressure. It, it absolutely does. And 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 a lot of times we want them to do badly. 
um, because that that's you how learn they learn from that, right? Yeah. So it's a situation in which we will sometimes let things fall apart because then they can go back and view themselves and be like, wow, I did that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have done this. And it really does facilitate growth. So this $7.9 million expansion, renovation, when is that all going to be sort of online, ready to go? So we will, our plan is to break ground on July 1st, and it should take about a year to complete the project. So that's a pretty quick project. Yes. That's great. Well, it sounds like it's much needed, and there's a lot of people who are going to be really excited about these additional nurses um, coming out of this program. And I imagine probably no shortage of decent applicants already. No. <laughs> That's not the problem here. It's not the problem. <laughs> Maybe retention um, ends up being a problem for the fields, but, but people are still wanting to get into this. Yes. Well, it's great to hear what you guys are up to. So Natalie Murphy of UMSL's College of Nursing, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, Nurse Gabrielle Barr, thank you so much for, for sharing your perspective here. Thanks for letting us talk about it. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU.